And we are going to be on page, let's see, I just lost the page, page 90 in the handout. If you don't have one, they're in the back right next to Mrs. Birnbaum, page 90 where it says letter Gimel. Now last week we talked about the nefesh Oyona, the higher soul of a person. And today we're going to talk much more about that. That's our neshama. And we spend time talking about our nefesh ha-Bahamis. That's not the language the Ramchal used for it. That's the language in Hasidish from nefesh ha-Bahamis. He calls it a lower soul. And that refers to the life force that we have within us. The basic life force. That's our nefesh ha-Bahamis. And that's connected to the human being in the dam, in the blood. So the chain from up going down is our neshama, which is a completely spiritual being, connected to our nefesh Bahamas, connected to our body. That's the chain, the shalshalas. Now that takes us to letter Gimel. Vehine. Bibnei hakesher hazet. On account of this connection, this bond, shenikshares Nefesh zos beguf. That this nefesh, meaning our higher one, our neshama, is connected to our body, al yidei nefesh ha-tachtona, by means of the lower nefesh, our nefesh ha-bahamis. Nimseis mugbeles bigavulos pratin. It is found, this refers to our neshama, limited with very specific limitations. V'nimna mimena ha-hishtatfus v'ho-esek im ha-nimso'im ha-ruchni'im v'nivdalim. And it is held back from it, from our neshama. Its participation and its dealings with higher spiritual separate forces. So that means to say that while our neshama is attached to our goof, while we're here in this world, it has a lot of limitations, spiritually speaking. It can't do what it could do if it were not attached to a body. Of course, that's the way Hashem wants it. If the neshama were not pinned down in this way, we'd lose our bechira. It would just completely overwhelm the body because it's so powerful. But Hashem makes it confined. Kol zaman heyosa miskasheres im haguf during that time that it's tied to the body while we're alive. During all the course of the life of a human being. The neshama itself is affected, it's impacted by the actions of the body. How so? Now, I want to read this language very carefully, how the Ramchal describes it. There's a lot in here in just a few lines. So first of all, the neshama can be connected further to the light of Hashem Yisbarach by the actions of the body. So that means to say, if we do mitzvahs, maizim tovim, the things that Hashem put us here in the world to do, that impacts and influences our neshama. 
in which way that our neshama becomes more connected to the light of Hashem as a result of what we do. Oh, or on the other side, lintos mimanu, to stray away, to veer away from the light of Hashem, v'lidavek b'kochos ha and to cling to the powers of Tuma, to the powers of Ra, up there in Shemaim spiritually. So the neshama is really in our hands. In terms of what, it, what happens to it up there, it depends what we do. And if we are involved in avodas habore, that connects the neshama to further light, and if not, it takes it away from that, lintos. It steers it away from that, and it becomes connected to powers of Tum, which of course is a negative influence. And it is upon this, meaning what we do, that the Nishama's preparation for its future Shlemus is determined. Or its distance from that future Shlemus. So how close we are to Shlemus or how distant we are from it, that's all dependent on the maizam of a human being, which impacts greatly our neshama. So that's how it goes from down here going up. What we do affects our neshama up there. Now, on the other hand, the neshama has a strong influence on us as far as what it sends down. And that's the next part. Vihi and it, our neshama, po'eles po'odam, it also functions inside of us, umanheges es hanefesh ha-tachtona, umadrichasa. It guides our nefesh habahamis. So our nefesh habahamis is basically raw life force that keeps us alive, think, feeling. And the neshama ha'olyona guides it to keep it on a good path. Because, as we said before, it's, it's animalistic in certain ways. And the neshama imprints images of intelligence, which is, to, images is not such a great word here, it's more so thoughts, intelligent thoughts, intelligent ideas, tziurim a well-developed concept, the neshama imprints that into our nefesh avahamis, lefi hachonasa, really important words, according to the preparedness of the nefesh avahamis. Meaning to say that our nefesh avahamis, which is our basic life force, it's not an elevated entity in and of itself, but it can be if we work on it. Again, through Avodah Hashem. So the more we lay the groundwork for our Nefesh HaBahamas to receive holier and higher thoughts from our Neshama, the more it's capable of receiving those thoughts. According to the degree of development of our Nefesh HaBahamas, so too it will receive images and thoughts and ideas from our neshama, our higher neshama, 
Umoledes bo hamachshavos v'haratzon. And it produces thoughts and will, ratzon, kefi hatzad asher titelo, according to the side which it is leaning toward or directed to, meaning whether it's tov or ra. So I'd like to restate that a little bit because it's such an important idea. So here we have this chain, our higher neshama, our nefesh abhamis, our guf. Why doesn't the neshama elyona, because it's guiding the lower nefesh, it's, it's, it's madrich, madricha, why doesn't it just constantly infuse the nefesh habahamis with spiritual thoughts, devorim elyonim? Why not? Because the, the nefesh habahamis has to be developed in order to receive those thoughts. And if it's not developed enough, it's not open to receiving those higher machshavos from our neshama. So the more we refine ourselves, the more we open ourselves up to the state of being of our neshama, of our higher soul. It's totally on what we do. Another way to say it is we're like a clee, like a vessel. The more fitting the clee becomes to receive, the more it's able to receive. The vessel has holes in it, or if it's a faulty vessel, it can be macabre. Our neshama is always holy. It's always attached to that higher realm. The only thing it's waiting for to deliver all of its kedusha to us is our own refinement, self-refinement through our mitzvahs and ma'asim tovim. So I want to read those last few lines again. I think it's so chashuv because it really teaches us that it's, it's up to us how much our neshama will influence us. So I'm going to read the, those last three lines in letter Gimel there. V'hi po'eles The neshama also functions in us. Umanheges es ha-nefesh ha-tachtona. It guides the lower nefesh. Umadrichasa. It is its guide. V'chokekes bo'etziyure ha-haskola l'fi ha-chanasa. It imprints thoughts and ideas according to the hachana, the preparation and the development of the nefesh ha-bahamas. Umoledes bo ha-machshavos v'haradson kifi ha-tzad asher And it produces thoughts and will according to the side that it is directed to. Whether that's kedusha or Tuma, that's what's going to happen. That's what we're going, going to receive. Because that's the yesodistic idea that we have to be open to the, the light of the neshama in order to receive it. And it also helps us understand how great people who have really worked on themselves, how they can be open to higher thoughts and higher ideas because they've done that to their body and their soul in their own avodas Hashem. Okay, letter Dalit. V'amnan. Moreover, even though we are referring to our higher neshama as one soul, our neshama, but the truth is, it has many parts and many levels. You could even say, if you wanted to get technical about it, that really our neshama is made up of many different souls. 
shemiskashros zu bezu, and they're all tied to each other, kitaba os hashalshelis, like rings in a chain. So you got this long chain, which is our neshama. Each individual link in the chain is like a different soul. It's, it's an actual, actually different level of neshama, but they're all tied together like a shalshelis. Ukamosha mikula nivnesai just as with a chain, the chain is comprised of all those different rings, kamosha ro'ila, as if it is fitting, kain mikol elaha madregos hanafshios, so too, from all of these spiritual rungs, each one representing a different level of our neshama, nivne klal hanetha sha'oyona shezacharnu, our neshama, our higher soul, is built. That's what it's made up of. Bakulam kishuros zubazu. And all these links of our neshama chain are connected one to another. Vahoachrona. And the very last one, the, the final link in the chain of our neshama, the bottom one, benefesh hatachtona. That is the link which is connected to our nefesh hatachtona, our nefesh habahamas. The bottom link is connected to the Nefesh HaBahamas, Vahatachtona Bedan. And then the Nefesh HaBahamas is connected to us through our blood, Kamosha Zacharnu, as we mentioned before. So it's not like the Nefesh HaBahamas has an achiza, it has a grasp on the higher levels of our soul. It doesn't. Just that very bottom link and the Nefesh HaBahamas, that's the connection, just like that. But this link up here, which it, it goes all the way up the chain of our neshama. We talked about that mushal many times. If you shake the rope from the bottom, then the wave goes all the way up. So that connection here is vital. And that's where it is, and the neshama to the dam, and the dam, of course, flows within us. Uh, top of 91. Ukavar Efshar. It is also possible. Shayif Talku. That at certain times, some of these rings in the chain of our neshama will depart, that they'll go away, they'll be removed for a period of time. And then they'll come back to us. It's also possible that the neshama's chain can get an addition to it. It can be linked up to an additional chain, a hosafa, the lohem And then that additional chain will depart after a period of time. And this is not apparent in the human physical body. We are not aware of this when it happens. It's a so that the Ramchal says a couple of times that what's really happening to our neshama is not perceivable to our goof. So the exact translation, the function of these higher souls, it does not impact the body with a dovor murgosh in a way that can be perceived and sensed. Ve'ena mosifim ogorim, and this, these events in the realm of our neshama do, do not add, 
and they do not take away lo our life, velo and our feelings. So a person gets a little extra inje- injection of neshama, we're not more alive. We're just living and breathing like we were before. And if you get it taken away, we're not less alive. You can't, it doesn't register on the goof with the body in life or behergesh or with emotions. Ella pa'ula sam. So what does it accomplish, right? If we're not aware of what's going on and how our neshama is affecting our body, even though it is, what does it do? Pa'ula sam it affects the true human being, meaning the higher person, our neshama. It is having an impact. Our neshama is working up there, doing things, and that higher person that we're not aware of, our soul, there it's making a great deal of difference. Meaning, its relationship to higher spiritual worlds and forces is fluctuating and ultimately that has an effect on us. That I'll just add parenthetically, that we will not know about until Olam Haba. In the next world we will grasp all these things and how these events made a difference in who we are, just a second, and that, that we'll understand, but in this world it's not going to be revealed to us. Kefim Ashahu Ra'u'i according to what a human being is meant to be tied to and bonded to up there in the higher world. So now an example. Vihine, Miklaze, included in this, who inyan ha-neshama yaseira shaboa kodesh, is our neshama yaseira. It's a famous thing, that we get a, an extra level of neshama on Shabbos. So the way the Ramchal describes it, that our link this big chain that we have, our chain, it gets an additional chain attached to it on Shabbos, spiritual chain, that's our neshama yaseira, the holeches lab motzo'e Shabbos, and then it leaves on motzo'e Shabbos, ve'en biyasa velo yitziyasa nirgashim laguf, and it's coming and it's going is not perceived by the body, it doesn't register. Now, on the other hand, we have to deal with the fact that on Motsoi Shabbos, a lot of people get sad. And the the Gemara even says that, Kevin Shashavas Oi, Voi Avda Nefesh. When Shabbos is over, you feel, Oi, I lost my Neshama Yaseira. So, how does that jibe with the Ramchal? That's part of a human emotional experience. That Shabbos is over, so we get, we, we, we feel down. In the realm of Human emotions and, and intellect, we're aware that it's Shabbos, we're in Shabbos, we know Shabbos is over, that affects us. So that's what we're feeling, is what's going on in our perceivable life. But what's happening up there in the higher alumnos with our neshama coming and going, we're not really aware of that. We're just aware of what we experience down here. Now I'll finish this last uh, section, then I've got a couple of questions. Vahine, Klal Chalke Ha The general portions of the Neshama are higher soul. Mischalek Lechamisha, they are five parts. Vinikroim, and they're called Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida. And that's going from down here, rising upward. 
nefesh, he doesn't mean the nefesh ha-tachtona, the nefesh ha-bahamas, that's a different thing. The lower level of our neshama ha-elyona, our spiritual soul is called the nefesh. The level above it on the chain is the ruach. Above that is the neshama. Above that is chaya. Above that is yechida. The, the yechida part of our neshama is the highest part of our soul. It's way, way up there in shamayim, in realms that we can't even begin to grasp. We use the word neshama to call the whole thing. But colloquially, that's how Yidin refer to our soul as neshama. The truth is, when we say that, we're talking about the whole package, all five parts. We just took that word, neshama, for whatever reason, and that's the word that we use to describe everything. But really, it has five parts. Okay, there were a couple of questions. Linda, yeah, please. Yeah. Our own neshama? No, the one that visits us for Shabbos. I thought the point of that was to make an aliyah for the extra. Oh, for the extra one. I see. Yeah. It would seem to follow because being that it's involved in Shabbos and the mitzvot of Shabbos, and the only way that a neshama can really rise is a result of our avoda down here, that's what really impacts the neshama. So yes, it would have to be. A neshama yaseira? No. No. Mm-mm. It can't come like if somebody's been deserted in the past, it's attaching to it, it can get annoying, but that it could hurt you. No, absolutely not. Neshama okay. yaseira is all good. Kulo tov. Yeah, please, Rabbi. I thought, if I, I don't know if this is a proper way to understand, the first thing that we learned that Gimel. Yes. Um, for, I think it's important for all people, but especially, I would say, women or, and I'm not equating these, but academically less proficient people in our culture, which is very, um, I think, geared towards acquiring intellect through academic pursuit. And that's true in the Jewish world very much. But what it sounds like, in terms of real seichel that's most important, it's a, it's a type of seichel that's spiritual. Right. And that seichel a person comes upon, not necessarily through academic study, mm-hmm. but through the refinement of their animalistic tendencies. And the methods to refinement are different for, for women, for men, according to how the Torah prescribes it. But what's important is to hook into the method that allows you to refine yourself, and that's what leads to seichel, not pouring over a book. Yeah, so everything yes until the last sentence, which I just want to qualify. Okay. Right, so first of all, Sarah Imenu was a, a Nevi'ah. She was a prophet. Believe me, even though I didn't spend time back then, I know that Sarah Imenu did not spend 18 hours a day in the basement of learning Torah. Of course not. Vihinei uh, So she becomes a Nevi'ah an, in the pathway of women, in the Avodas Hashem of women, which includes Torah, but it doesn't mean sitting over a Sefer 
all day and all night. That's not the avod of women. So she became a prophetess by perfecting, working on herself, and Rashi says her madrego as a navi was higher than Avram Avinus. Now, when it comes to a man, right, then that has to include a very strong dose of Talmud Torah. So that's why I just want to qualify the, the last sentence. A man who's pouring over the books, he has to pour over the because that is his avoda. That is his avoda. So he has to pour over the books. But if he's doing so in an academic way, he's not going to get Ruach HaKodesh. He's not going to become a Navi. He's not going to become one of the great men of the generation because Torah is not meant to be academic. It's meant to, to give a person refinement of self, to get a person closer to Hashem. In my, in my opinion, what, se- what separates Gedolei Hadur from, I'm going to say, Tamirei Chachamim in general, a learned person, is this point, uh, that a Gedolei Hadur has worked on himself as a person in addition to the time that he spent in the base Midrash. And just spending the time learning without working on oneself, you cannot become great. You can become learned, but not great. And I think I have a very great person to support my point of view. That's the Ramchal in the Mithil Sisharim. That's what the Mithil Sisharim is all about. But you can't do this just by learning over a safer. You have to work on your character, and that's why he wrote the book. So two very different ways to... Um, greatness for men and for women. And they, they each entail the very specific avoda of each. Of each. Well, that's yeah. what I meant, what I was trying to say, is that yeah. the pouring over the safer is not a direct line to seichel. It's that if you are designed to be refined by that activity, then you will become a clee for seichel that is not like the equation of, you know, you learned all this, so therefore you know that but that if you learn, like you're saying, in such a way that you become a Klee because that is your avoda to learn, then, then you can receive it. But with Torah, it is a direct line. Okay, so that... So it is a direct line. But even though it is a direct line, other people can arrive there through different methodologies That's according right. to how Hashem made that. That's right. Each one according to their own avoda. The Ramchal says at the end of Mesut that a person can be great and reach these highest levels if they're a Talmud Chacham or if they're a working person or somebody who's a hired laborer who has to do physical labor because it all depends on what the person does with their life. Please, Ilana, yeah. That's right. It's very much... What's that? Yes, the Nevesh HaBahamas, that's our basic personality. Um, but our Neshama is influencing that. And that's why the, that line there in letter Gimel is so crucial, where he says, it's manheges es ha-nefesh ha-tachtona that the higher Neshama is guiding it, leading it. So yeah, our, our personality is, is dependent, is totally on our Nevesh HaBahamas. That's where most of it's coming from. But the the higher spiritual self, which we are, our neshama, that's filtering into us through our nefesh abahamis. Who we are when we, um, when we die at 120, um, that's the nefesh abahamis. That's, 
No, we are actually all of it. We're the whole package. We are our neshama, our nefesh habahamis, and our goof. When Tchias HaMesim comes, we come back in full form. What happens to the nefesh habahamis, in my understanding, I'm not sure if this is correct, is that it becomes incorporated into our neshama. We don't need a nefesh habahamis at that time when we come back. But what happens to it, it, it has become spiritual. The, the, the neshama has overtaken it and lifted it in, into its realm. But we come back body and soul. If that's why I disagree with that bumper sticker that you see sometimes, that we are, what does it say? We are not um, physical beings. How, how does it go? We're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a Right. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, right? So I disagree with that, even though it's close, because the human experience is part of who we are. By, uh, by us, Yidin, our, our goof is important. So that sounds like we're just spiritual. And our body, you know, happens to be here. We have to have a body in order to do what we do. It's much more than that. You can't do mitzvahs without a body. And the, the, Ram, the Ramchal says right here that our neshama is directly impacted in terms of its higher connections by what we do with our goof. So we are spiritual beings, we are physical beings, we're both. And that's why we come back as both at the time of Tchiyas HaMesim. The big difference being that that person when, that, which comes back at Tchiyas HaMesim, the neshama overrides the goof. The goof is bottled to the neshama. Here in this world, the neshama is bottled to the goof. That's a major difference. Yeah, please, Charna. Okay, so when we talk about like, you know, ruling, yes. Like, when I, whatever that means, and that person comes back in a different form. Right. Right. Whatever it is, it's right. the same. Like, does that come back to them? Do they start from square one, or do they, like, so I'm not, like you said, I'm saying it's basically everybody, like, comes back totally. Right. Like, it sounds like everybody's going to be great and, and all that. Every single one. But in between, with the, like, the Gilgal, mm -hmm. do they come back? So the Nefesh Bahamas is new. That's a new person, new Nefesh Bahamas. The Neshama that has to come back as a Gilgal is because it was not Misakain. It didn't rectify what it needed to in its previous life. So it has to come back again to do that. So it's sent into a new person. But those two people, the one who has the Neshama now and the one who had it before, they are connected to each other through that part of Neshama which they share. And I want to make that a little broader so it will be more understandable. Let's take the Ramchal statement here that there are five parts to the neshama. There are many, many more, because each one of these five is composed of thousands and thousands. But five general chalakim. So let's say, nefesh ruach neshama chaya yechira, that a person in their life, let's say they perfected all chalakim except for their ruach. Let's say the ruach was not completely fulfilled here in this world. And the other four parts are. Those four parts don't come back. 
They stay up there in Shemaim where they're supposed to be. The Ruach comes back into this world. It's attached to another person, and it is that other person's Ruach or part of their Ruach. That other person also has a Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechida. Right, so the Ruach part is shared by both people. So put it in uh, these terms. You have parts 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, and the other person has parts 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9. You're not the same people. You're 1 through 5, they're 5 through 9, but you share part 5. And when you come back at Tchiyas HaMesim, you share that Helik and Neshama. And that's going to be a lot of that. We're all sharing parts of each other's neshamas. We're chaverim kol Yisrael. We're affecting each other. We're helping each other. From generation to generation to generation, we're connected to people before us, after us. It takes all of Kla Yisrael to make this happen. So Hashem takes that chilek neshama, puts it back into the world for a Gilgal. It's in a new life, in a new person, with uh, new nisyonos. But it's an opportunity for that chilek to reach. Re- receive, to reach, its tikkun. And ultimately, that will all be accomplished. They share it. Because remember, think of a neshama as a light, right? So here we are in the same room, we're all sharing that light. doesn't belong to any one of us. It's one light, but it's affecting all of us. So neshama too, it's like light. It can be affecting many different people, it's not just a container that's put in this package, the zehu. It's shining. It's going to. Right. Right. That's right. So it takes the Rebunashal Olam to be in charge of all this because he's putting that Chelik Neshama into a new life. So that new life is serving as the path of Avodas Hashem for that person. And at the same time, it's fulfilling the necessary conditions for the neshama, that part of neshama, which is sent back into them. So both are happening at the same time. Hashem's doing it himself? Yes. No, Hashem, Hashem is guiding. He's running the show here. He's running the show. Yeah, please, Mira. Yeah. Yes. In the world, mm-hmm. Right? That they have to sure. do. Now, does a person know what their job is? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Ultimately speaking, we do not. I might have shared this story with you. I heard this story. It's a beautiful story, and it's a hard story to hear. But I heard this about Rabbi Shraga Faival Mendelovitz, was the great Rosh Hashiva. He didn't use that title of Torah Vidas and founded Torah Vidas and had a tremendous hashpah on a Yiddishkeit in America. So he was once asked to speak at a convention and he was meant to speak about a person's tachlis, their purpose in life. And I was told that he went up to the podium and he stood by the microphone and he, he started to cry. And he said, how can a person know their tachlis in life? And he walked off the stage. <laughs> So we don't know what it is. We can have a little idea of what it is. Our sforums say, based on our nisyonos. 
that based on where we're challenged in life, we have an idea what we're meant to contribute, what's, what's meant to come out from us. I'd also like to add to that, it's based on our kohos and talents too. And there are often two sides to the same, co same coin. That where we're challenged and where we're gifted is sometimes very closely related. So where we struggle, there's a lot of contribution that we make through that. And also where we're very gifted, there's contribution that's made through that. And a person can maybe, over the course of their life, start to get an idea, a little bit of an idea of what they're meant to do here in the world. Absolutely. That, that's what we're here for. Right. Work on our mitzvos. Right. Through Torah and mitzvos. To work on our mitzvos, or sorry, our mitos through Torah and mitzvos. Not just them, to work on them. We have to work on them through the medium of Torah and Avodah Hashem. Could you clarify that? Yeah. So, you know, we could, we could uh, buy a, a book in, in the bookstore about how to improve one's character, a secular book. And it would actually have some good things in it. It would not be rooted in Kedusha, however, and it would, be, it would be missing a lot as well. We'd also find, in my opinion, it would be lacking balance. So when a person tries to uh, be masaki in their character through Torah and Mitzvah, we're doing that, but in a way which is rooted in Kedusha. And that makes a very big difference in terms of the sanctity of the Midos themselves and also the balance between the Midos, because the shikul of Midos is a very Torah-based thing. I find that people who write books on these topics in general, that they emphasize certain things, and it has to do either with a bias, or that they heavily invest in a particular Midah. And in order to see the MS in that, one has to hold that up against the, the balance of Midos that the Torah brings out for us, when to be a Baal Chesed, when to be a Baal Gevura, when to be both, you know, when to give, when to hold back. So those things rooted in Avodah Hashem bring Kedusha into one's character, not just only character development. Yeah, please, Mrs. Frank, yeah. Yes and no. So Klal Yisrael is one person. So in that respect, yes, every single goof of Klal Yisrael makes the big Klal Yisrael being. But at the same time, each one of those has an individual identity. That's the individual shlameless of that person. And the same thing with the neshama, that it's all one big neshama. The neshama of Klal Yisrael is one big neshama, but each person has an individualized chalak of that neshama, and that also is their ultimate shlemus. So, so it's really both. Individual different bodies that are part of this great, that they will each have a discrete identity. Yeah, so we have an individual identity, and we have a klal identity. We really have both at the time of Tchiyas Mason. And they're both in their highest form. 
And here in this world, we have a similar idea. We understand what it means to be a yachid, and we understand what it means to be part of Kla Yisrael, but it's not in its optimum form. It's in, it's in a dark olam hazeh world. There it will be in its highest form. I would send you please. Yeah. Something else is saying that uh, in the Torah Devarah he says that there's a chalik of every person in every other person, right. so that every person contains the chalik of everybody somebody else. else right. Therefore, everything good that happens to somebody else is also happening, happening to, you. to you. Right. Everything bad is happening to someone else is also happening to you, and right. that helps us to wish good for everybody right. and to wish bad for nobody. Right. <laughs> but what I'm wondering is how that works in terms of what we were just talking about, like a shared part of the... Is, that, is it like that? Like, does, is the neshama that vast that it has not just thousands of parts, but millions of parts to really encompass all of Kalei Yisrael? And yeah. is that a product only of the fact that we've spanned so many years of history and so many recyclings have gone on that at this point we could say the really mamish is a chalik of everybody and everybody else. It's, it's how it was meant to be at the beginning, that the neshama is kolol, it contains gans kla Yisrael. Every neshama in a certain way contains all of kla Yisrael, just like every mitzvah in a certain way contains all of taryag mitzvahs. So it's not a result of our Gilgulim, even though that's how it played itself out, but that's just, we're all intertwined and interconnected. Uh, you mentioned the words of Ramak, uh, Ramosha Cordovero, that there is a, a chilek of neshama of myself and somebody else and vice versa in me, in all of Kla Yisrael. He writes that in the Tomer Devorah. So it's very extensive, and our neshama, yes, has millions of chalakim, Right. So you're saying, I mean, that it 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 would just be that way because mm -hmm. it was created to be that right. way. But is it is it accurate to say that Lamaisa it it did it did evolve through this? Process. This is how it, it played itself it, out. That's how it played. I would have anyway, right. but this, it's accurate to say it played itself out mm -hmm. in this way. Yeah, it's a consequence of Bihira. Mm -hmm. But we would reach that ultimate shlemus of interconnected neshamos. Regardless, just the path uh, that takes us there, that's open to Bechira. Why do you say it's Bechira? Bechira in the sense of that we didn't choose to complete certain things and therefore now something has to be shared right. of me with someone else? Exactly, right. Mm -hmm. Dory, did you have a hand up before? Well, yeah. It's all of the above. It's our neshama, it's our nevesh Bahamas. And our goof is incorporated into that because we're constantly refining our goof through the avodah Hashem that we, that we do. So it's part of, very much part of our being. Please, yes. Yes. Why don't more people experience 
I don't know why, except that different people have different emotional makeup. And their neshama is experiencing this, but we don't know what's happening in that realm, as the Ramchal says. And some people are very open emotionally, and other people are closed emotionally. And if one has a certain kind of emotional makeup, they won't be as aware emotionally of what's happening. It doesn't affect them in that way. But they may be affected in other ways. They may be affected in an, in an intellectual way, very possible in a behavioral way, because there's so many dimensions to a human being. Please, yeah. Yes. Maybe not. There's that, that part of Nishama which has to come back here, if it's coming back as a Gilgal, that means it's not going to Gehenna. Mm -hmm. That this is its pathway to Tikkun, is by reliving this life again. Now remember that there are other parts of that person's Nishama that are up there in Shemayim. And one or more of them may be in Gehenna. Because they're happening different places at different times. So the, the tikkun for one part might be Gehenna. The tikkun for another part would be Gilgal. And the rest of the parts, they're done. They reach their shlemus, so they're in some level of Ganeiden. And all, th all three things, and plus more that we're not even aware of, of course, could be happening to the same shalshelas, the, the, the same chain of uh, nishamas. And I don't know, just to let you know something, but uh, this forum say that it's better to go to Gehenna than to come back here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right down. That it's, it's better. Like if you had the choice, you'd rather go to Gehenna than come back to our world. Because you get more Gehenna if you come. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not. Not love, it's, it's the experience. So I like to say, when people say, life is hell, I say, no, it's not, it's worse. <laughs> yes, Linda, please. <laughs> right, maximum one year, right. Right. In life, but this is actually affecting other people during our life. Right. Is that like a, a rebbe for his Talmud? Like, what, what is that? We didn't get to it yet, but Bezras Hashem, we will next week. It's when you sleep. When you sleep. So right. You go up. Okay. Okay. Parts of our neshama go off, lift off when we sleep, and then we wake up in the morning and they come back. Okay. So we actually experience that each night when we go to sleep. Yeah, you can. Now the thing is, um, through tefillah, through mitzvahs, ma'asintovim, 
what we wouldn't want to ask for, oh, I would like to be affected by such and such chelik neshama, because we have no idea what we're talking about. So that's not what we meant for Zuchus No, but that would encompass that. We ask for Zuchus Avos. In whichever way Hashem wants to do that, then He's going to do it. But we can't ask for specific things in realms that we don't know what we're talking about. We would most likely be asking for the wrong thing. Right, right. That's fine. That's fine. That's a connection. You know, a person wants to be connected to that neshama. That, that's absolutely fine. I'm talking about a person thinking in their own mind, mistakenly so, oh, I know that I need so-and-so's neshama to affect me so I can do such and such. We don't know anything. All right, so let, let God make that choice. But if a person wants to have a connection with somebody who passed away, there is such a thing. Light a candle, Elias Nishama, say to Hillam, give tzedakah, tefillah, all those things, you know, help in that respect. No, 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 we're not. Not to worry about that. Yeah, please, Derek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're experiencing that in this world. It's emotional fulfillment. It can be intellectual fulfillment. It can be inspiration. Those are all in Yanam of our, of our world. So, and they're completely valid, and they're important, and they're necessary to get that sipuk, you know, that feeling of satisfaction in mitzvahs. I don't mean complacency. So that's really important. But it's not really what's happening to our neshama. That's just happening on its realm, according to what it's supposed to go through, and then we'll know what that is, you know, after 120. It's kind of disconcerting, because you think, like, am I getting more in touch with my neshama? But we're really not. Not, not really, not really, right. But I, I, I don't want to say 100%, I like to say 99.9%, because he will talk about a little bit further that, that sometimes there is a his overus some kind of awakening that occurs, that passes from the neshama to the body. It does occur here and there in, in certain forms. So it's not 100% because there are very few things in Yiddishkeit which are 100% except for the yesodos of Aramuna. Yeah, yes, please. Thank you. About the? The nefesh habahamas. Into the casket, right. So, in terms of the the first question, as always, we are relying on the Ribbon Olam to take care of all these human shortcomings that we can't completely take care of. We do the best that we can. We know that it's not perfect. So, Ribbon Olam will help us out because we're trying to do the right thing. And regarding when that moment is, 
also very hard to pin down. It's called Yitzias Nishama. And the Nishama Ha'olyona, our lofty Nishama, is connected to us in our Nefesh HaBahamas. At the moment that that link uh, is separated, that's the moment of Misa. Yitzias Nishama. Now, you, uh, halachically, if a person passes away, uh, you're supposed to wait a couple minutes before you even move the body or touch the body. There may be a, still a little bit alive, and we're not even aware of it. So you have to wait several minutes in order before you arrange the body in in the right way. And then we're just because we don't know the exact moment. So we we say that it's it's important, if possible, to be at the moment of Yitzias Neshama of a person who's a loved one. And you can basically see when that person dies, when they pass away. But nonetheless, we, we still allow a few more minutes just, just in case. Because halakhically, if a person is in that state of very near death, we're not supposed to move them or touch them because we could be makarev, their misa. We could make their death happen a tenth of a second sooner than it was supposed to. And we don't want to do that. That's a very serious violation. Yeah. Let's get one more. Ilana, please. Will we yeah. love about each other? Will, will we what? Will we love about each other because we have been away here and yeah. we make friends. Yeah. What we connect to is really the uh, lower nefesh, then, not the neshama. Okay, that, that's a very interesting question. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes and yes. All right, so not yes and no, that we love what we see about somebody, we marry that person, and we have. Bizras Hashem, our children and our family, and that's all part of the world that we perceive and we know, and we feel a, a great sense of um, closeness to that person. But there's also a higher hand who is guiding these things. HaKadosh Baruch who is Mizaveg Zivugim. God's the one who makes the matches. So be, even though we meet somebody and we feel like this is the right person and we make that choice, but Hashem's hand is in that. And that has to do with higher things and bringing those two people together in order to um, become husband and wife. So what we are attracted to and what we feel close to is one thing. And, and, and on the other hand, or I should say, and in addition to that, Hashem is making these matches happen. And that's a good thing. <laughs> Because left up to our own devices, we have a hard time as it is, right? So we would be even more lost without that special siyata dishmaya. Shabbi Have a great day, everybody. Okay, we have one more class next week. Because Rosh Hashem will try and finish off the parak. And this shear was Ilui Nishmas Esther Bat Mazal. Have a great day, everybody. I think there's quite a few calls that came in because a few things. Oh, yeah, so I it's think it's still recording now because the, re- the number keeps going. Oh, it's 55. Yeah.